0: Welcome to The Afterwatch with LeVar and Phil. Welcome back to another episode of The Afterwatch, the podcast where we talk about movies and TV shows, that full spoiler conversation you have after you watch something you love or hate. I am Phil.
1: I'm Lavar. And in this episode, we'll be looking at the last two chapters of season two of The Mandalorian called The Believer and The Rescue, episodes seven and eight, respectively. Mm-hmm.
0: I think effectively these two episodes, you can consider the the third act of uh, of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. When I thought about it some more, I was like, hmm, like, I thought like the last episode, I thought the rescue was supposed to be like that conclusion piece, but then... If you think about the, the um, what's it called, the Believer, at the end, like I think it does lay some groundwork for the last episode, a little bit, a little bit. Um, it could have been a little bit stronger. But let's talk about the Believer first, like um, because I, I think I, we should segment it a little bit because I think the rescue has some some profound implications. So maybe we can kind of breeze through the believer a little bit to get to the last episode but um what do you think about the the believer
1: uh it was it was okay episode um i just want to make a note here that the director is rick fumiua i'm mm-hmm. pretty sure i messed up the name Yeah, uh, i will say this the Loyan has some great and interesting directors uh the director for this episode also did the wood brown sugar talk to me and dope so mm-hmm. he has a uh, Pretty interesting track record, and of course, the episode before with Robert Rodriguez, which people may know from an array of things. Um, but yeah, I think overall the episode was was pretty decent. Uh, if I the synopsis roughly is is that um, Mandalorian is on the hunt for Grogu, and he's ch- he's chasing down Moff Gideon's cruiser to get it. I believe he teams up with pretty much everybody he worked with. Side, well, no, that's not true. He teams up with uh, Boba Fett. Fennec Bo Katan her crew all to and um
0: well in in the believer actually he, he assembles a team so Bobo Katan isn't assembled at that point so it is it's uh, Caridun, character. yeah Caradoon um,
1: Bobo, Bobo Fett, Fett
0: and Fennec. yes, yeah. that's that's the team and they need to get one extra person which is Mayfield. Mayfeld.
1: Mayfeld, yeah. Mayfeld.
0: Mayfeld. Mayfeld. It's it's M A Y F E L D. May, obviously I Mayfeld. Yeah,
1: Mayfield. It's Mayfield. It's Mayfield. yeah, it's Mayfeld. Yeah, it's Mayfield. Mayfeld. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, it was played by Bill Burr, and so the the Bill Burr is in prison. They release Bill Burr because he knows how to how to track down um Goff gaff ship so he teams up so the mandalorian teams up with cara dune and fett and shan to do make that happen and it's a long type of thing it's a bit of a uh i won't say a car chase but it's like at one point that a hijack a ship hijack a a, a a truck that has explosives on it and these rebels are trying to blow up the explosives so they have to fight that off just to get into the base, and then to get into the base, oh, it's it's kind of a complicated thing. It's
0: a it's uh, a prison it's a prison break episode.
1: but uh, not it, really a prison break. It's a break in, not a break out. Well, but that's, so a, but,
0: but that's but that's. Haven't you heard that? Can see in prison break movies where it's like, oh, now we have to break into the prison. You know, like it's it's, it's a, kind a, of like it's, it's, a, a, it's a it's a it's a heist movie. It's a heist a, movie, a, that's what it is. It's, yeah, yeah it's a heist, heist movie. movie.
1: Yeah. Then then uh, yeah, so it was it was an okay heist movie. It wasn't. Great in that sense, but I will say this Bill Burr, who is a stand up comedian for like decades upon decades, a very good one. He hasn't acted much. He has his animated series on Netflix about three or four seasons. He's done a few movies here. Um, this is the only time I've seen him actually in a movie or any something acting this in the previous season. And there's a scene between him and his because, um, Bill bill Burr's character used to work for the Empire, mm-hmm. he used to be a soldier for the Empire, right? before doing his own thing. And so now he has to break back in to the Empire's stronghold here and to get his information, to hack a computer to get this information. And he ends up seeing his former commander there. And there's a scene in which the former commander who heard how Bill Burr's character, Migs Mayfield and Mando were able to procure and protect the explosive that we were transporting into the base. So they call him over to his table to actually you know, share drinks or whatever. And Miggs, Bill Burr's character, is there. And he's kind of rehearsing one battle that occurred, which cost the lives of not only his men, but innocent civilians as well. And the tension there and the drama there that I thought Bill Burr did wonderfully was very tangible, very real. It was very um, authentic, very authentic. I was very impressed by it. Again, I've seen Bill Burr act in other things before. I've only seen his stand-up. So... I thought that was a very good, very well done tense moment, and that's a. Trap which, or,
0: sorry, go ahead. Sorry,
1: sorry. In which, in which it it, it uh it, it reaches its peak, to where Bill Burr says, "But I can't do this anymore," and shoots the man in his chest. His former commander in the chest. It reminded me actually of uh, Django, because a similar mm-hmm. thing happened in Django as well, in which the traveling companion of Django was face to face with a uh, a slave owner, and it got to the point in which he just couldn't take it anymore. And shot him, messing up the strategy to to kind of get off the plantation to leave. Mm-hmm. Similar thing here; it messes up the strategy of getting out, kind of quietly. and up leaving in a in a in a shootout. So I want to bring that up because that was a very, I think, very notable moment in the episode. So mm-hmm. what were you saying for?
0: Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry, I was going to say. Sorry, I lost track of that. What I was going to say in regards to what you are saying before. But um, I guess overall with the episode, I think I really enjoyed it. I don't want to skip over the um, the heist aspect of of the movie because like there's certain conceits that had to kind of be made where um, you start to see to some degree like how far Mando will will go in terms of you know transgressing you know his uh,
1: his oath of not showing his face.
0: Yeah, his oath of not showing his face. Which I honestly, I kind of, in light of the last episode, I kind of disliked some of the contrivances that he took. Like say him because part of it is they have to put on disguises to get in. Um, they have to change armor, so Mando has to take off his armor and put on a whole different set of armor, right? Um, like a uh imperial armor to to sneak in, which I thought was clever it's like, okay, well, a guy who's can't be really hidden because of the armor, he can't really put on like clothes to disguise himself. Like him putting on a different armor is his disguise. I thought that was actually pretty clever. Um, but then the conversation between um, uh, Mayfeld and and uh, and Mando concerning, like, okay, well, what is your actual oath? Is it like not showing your face or not taking off the armor? You know what? Which one is it? you know, or sorry, not taking off the helmet or not showing your face, which one is it? Um, But it later on goes on to him, like, taking off, like, him having to take off his helmet to gain, take off, it like, his mask to show his face to gain information, Um, which I thought could have been done a lot more discreetly, in a sense, where, like, if you wanted to, like, you know, show his face a little bit, like, to whoever needed to see it, and then, like, put it back on. It could have been, but he goes on, like, for at least for that scene with uh, Mayfeld, where they talk with the commander, where he has, doesn't have his mask on the whole time, which I'm just, like, his helmet on the whole time, where it's like, ah, okay. Um, And this is just in light of the last episode. um, Because I would have wanted it to be more of an emotional point, or to be a little bit more poignant for him to to reveal his face. That was, that was kind of like my thing with this episode. Um, but overall, I, I I liked it. The scene that you brought up with uh, Bill, Bill Burr, I thought was actually, that was pretty awesome. And kind of how everything kind of devolves into like showing Mayfeld's like real disgust for the Empire. And I find it really interesting, um, like the title of this episode being called The Believer and seeing... You know, Bill Burr's like disbelief in the Empire, you know, that contrast in title, where I think a lot of the titles of the episode have been like very on the nose. So I don't know um, who they were referring to when they called this episode The Believer. I don't I think it's probably
1: Mando and Bill Burr. Okay. Mando, yeah. what uh, Bill Burr was a believer. Right. Until pops that moment. Possibly. Mando is a believer of his oath or what have you, his culture. Yeah, And Bobo called it into question. Mm, right. Like, oh, some hypocrisies or conflicts here in what you believe. Something's not right. clear about what your belief is. And like you said as well, I didn't, in light of the last episode for the season, him removing his mask here, it it, it sucks some of the air out when yep. he moves it from the second from the last episode. Yeah. Right. And, and then it it'd be one thing if you just took it off once and put it back on quickly when you had yeah. to get the information because the computer is based off of like face recognition. Yes. Right. And so, but after that, he keeps it off. And that's what kind of drives it, makes it more dislikable for me personally is that, mm-hmm. okay, now it's off for a long period of time. And then when you see the last episode, when he takes it off again, it's like, oh, well, boo. It makes
0: it, it, makes it make it, it makes the second time like. It makes Let it anticlimactic. Him. It makes it yeah. It makes it anticlimactic, you
1: know. Yeah. And yeah, I even go back to the first season. He did it once in the first season. Yeah, you know, one, one time. That that wasn't necessary either. Right. Well,
0: it
1: well it would, would be necessary if that was the only season. If that was the only season, okay, cool, fine. Mm. But, and, and I guess you know they didn't know they were having a second season, so fine, I can right. take with that. But if you knew, if if you knew, if they knew that they a second season. I would have preferred not seeing his face in the first season at all, and left it until season two, episode Ooh. eight. Man, you know how crazy that would be. And then that, on top of that, don't even tell us who the actor was until we yeah. see his face. Like, oh snap, Pedro! You know, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That that would have been like that would have been really, really intense. I know, I know. I think for the first season, just like like insider baseball type of thing, where it's like, yeah, I think at the end of the first season, they did have to like not in terms of story that they have to show his face, but in terms of at least giving the actor his due at the end of the first season, they had to show his face at least once because I think they did a really good job of committing to keeping his mask on yeah. like the whole time. I think they did an incredible job doing that. So I think the first season was kind of like, okay, well, we need to kind of give him his, his, his due. Because if they killed him then and they showed his face and he died, man, I would have been like, I've been wrecked.
1: I get have, that. I get yeah. that. But I also think... Um and I understand the 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 you know from what actors have said the difficulty they have in not showing their face in terms of conveying certain things, but I was watching a few clips behind the scenes clips and stuff, and how they actually do certain things when Mando is in the ship. And you see this actually in the last season last episode as well. Mando's in the ship, piloting the ship, Grogu's in the back seat. And just the way he's framed, and just the way he speaks, and his mannerisms, Mandu's mannerisms in speaking, conveys a lot. I think yeah. when it, when it is um, Pascal acting in the suit, he does a very very good job of conveying certain things. Yeah, and we will elaborate on that example when you talk about episode eight because there's a very good example at the very end that I yeah. can recall that I think he does it very very well.
0: Yeah, and I think with shooting, like, this is just, like, even, like, a filmmaking thing, like, shooting somebody, like, this is a kind of, it's not a complicated concept, but, like, with Mando and his mask and not being able to see his face and to know what he's feeling, all, a lot of it is context, right? What do you show around him? So you see Mando, he's, you know, he's acting, he's trying his best to emote inside the mask, and then when you cut to, say, looking at the child and seeing how the child reacts, you take what the child is doing and you kind of put some of that, con- like um, some of what's going on with, with the child onto Mando. So like a lot of it's just context, what's going on around him to kind of, so you can understand, you know, how Mando may be processing things, you know? Like it's a lot of setup to be able to get somebody who's, you're not able to see his face, see his emotions, see his expression, to kind of get just simply from his body language what's going on, like the con like the conceit of the scene that's around him. I don't know if I explained that even properly. But it, it's kinda of like the for film nerds, it's like I think it's a Kuzlov principle. I think that's what it's called, where you show something, you show something beside it, and you go back to the original thing, and that informs the context of what you're seeing. I think it's Kuzlov. I'm Googling that.
1: <laughs> well uh, do, you have, do you have any other insights in terms of episode seven before we move on to episode eight?
0: um I just like the the whole the that whole engine sequence like the the transport sequence. I thought that was a fantastic sequence. I thought that, that was, was cool. I thought that was um pretty cool, very reminiscent of like um of the uh uh what's the one with the the Jawas? Like the, the, this is the Jawa episode where he's trying to catch uh, the that transport, that big transport ship on the desert planet.
1: At the beginning of the season?
0: I think I think it's, it's the first season.
1: I don't recall then.
0: Or maybe the beginning of the second season. The beginning of the second
1: season, I know that they kidnapped Grogu at the beginning.
0: Or what's the one where his ship was all broken down and he had to get the... Uh,
1: lady. That's like episode four or five, or oh, of sorry, the first four? season,
0: yeah, of the first season,
1: of oh, the first season, yeah,
0: know. yeah. When um his his ship got stripped by all the by the Jawas and they took all all the things off of his ship and he had to like get get the get. This... Oh yeah, that was the first season. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's okay. first season. Yeah, so it just reminded me of 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 that like that long sequence where he's trying to assail the that desert uh, ship. Man, I'm not even saying that properly, but <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Watch the first season. You'll, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's just a whole heap of guys trying to blow up their ship and, and him trying to defend it with, with uh, Imperial armor. And it shows that Mando would be a better Imperial soldier than Imperial soldiers are. Yes, that's true. Even with, even with brought down armor, because people were hitting him and it's breaking off of him. And it's like, this is, this sucks. Why do I have to wear this, this cheap armor? So now that's
1: we true, know. That's a very good, a very good point. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Empire should have hired Mandalorians. Well, let's true. look at chapter sixteen, the rescue. Yeah. Um, and uh, in this episode, the Mandalorian and Cara Dune board an Imperial shuttle and capture Doctor Pershing, who was in the first season experimenting on Grogu. First season, season one, and I think it popped up somewhere else in that season as well. The Mandalorian and as
0: well, too, just as a hologram. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian and Boba Fett visit Bokatan and Koska Reeves at Ekatina And after a quarrel between Fett and Reeves about the purity of the former Mandalorian lineage, they agree to help rescue Grogu in exchange for Bokatan getting the dark saber from Gideon. Dark Pershing warns the cruiser is defended by Dark Trooper droids. They use the shuttle to get close as Fett pretends to attack them in Slave One. And they crash land in the TIE Fighter launch to Bokatan, Koska, Fennec, and Dune fight through Stormtroopers to the bridge. Let me see something real quick. Yeah. Um in Avengers, Infinity War. No, that's not right. Endgame. There's a scene in which all the female heroes gather together to make a run on um to, no, to protect the the glove and get it to wherever it has to go to. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that scene.
0: No, I don't remember it. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and, and Oh yes. I remember that scene.
1: Yeah. yeah. Game. So, you know, Spider-Man, I think Spider-Man had a glove or something.
0: Yes. Yes. He
1: yes. To Marvel woman, Marvel. No, Captain Marvel rather. Sorry. Captain right. Marvel. And Spider-Man like, well, but who's going to protect you or whatever? And then all the female characters like we will. And then it's a very, you know, supposed to be very strong pro woman situation. Right. I personally don't think that was handled particularly well. Right. Like, what they were going for, I don't think it was done very well. Especially since we just saw Captain Marvel fly through two spaceship-looking things and destroy the things on her own. She doesn't need backup, or whatever, something else. The point I'm making is this, though. Compared to this, where you have Bo-Katan, and Dune, Fennec, and um, uh, Re- Ko- Koska, I think probably one other character as well. Strong female characters who gathered together, made sense within the context of the story, and all had their unique abilities, but all very proficient in their particular skills or talent, invaded the ship and held it down. It didn't feel... how. There's a comparison I'm trying to make here. This seemed more legit and real. And contributed to the story and was a product of the story versus that scene in Endgame.
0: Oh yeah, no, for sure. I never even thought, I never thought anything about you know, gender at that moment. I was just like, Which okay, one? well for uh, Mandalorian? For, yeah, Mandalorian.
1: Exactly. It wasn't pushed as such. It was just dope characters who happened to be female uh, and one cyborg and who accomplished this thing. So I thought that was, I was like more in a line of you say Alien with, with um with uh Ripley or with Linda Carter's character in Terminator Two or or even Haywire with with um, Gina Carrero is just authentic without kind of being um pushing a gender first versus pushing these characters first. If that makes sense.
0: Right, right, right. think
1: oh. okay. so, so so there's more of authenticity here with respect to who they are as the characters, individuals who happen to be female, who are just strong and dope and interesting, and all of them are are, are uh, I would presume fan favorites. At least Bo-Katan is from the animated series, and Kara Dune. I know she's you know pretty popular as well, and so forth. So, and the rest I think won't become more popular as the, as the series goes on. But yeah, so this series has them invading Moth Gideon's ship, and there's a lot of fighting happening here. Yeah. Uh, the Mandalorian finds the Dark Troopers and attempts to steal to seal them off. Um, all other ones them break free. And there's a great wicked fight scene between <laughs> an awesome uh, fight scene. Mandalorian and one of the Dark Troopers. And this is smart because... But just using one Dark Trooper to see how tough the Dark Trooper is... Yes, you exactly. recognize how strong all of them are collectively. And so... Uh, uh even though first off Mandalorian's armor is great armor yes, it's, okay this man's getting thumped in his head and there's a dent in the wall, but no dent in his helmet. I said, like, okay, all right, I feel you, but the amount of ingenuity and strength and stamina that Mandalorian had to have in order to overcome the one dark trooper I thought it was a good fight um good conflict, interesting kind of foreshadowed some stuff. He eventually flushes out the rest of Dark Troopers out and out of space. Mm. He faces off against Garth Midian. No, that's not right. Um, Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon, yes. Moff Gideon, who had a Black Saber and who had Grogu um, imprisoned. And it looked for a minute that Gideon was going to hand over Grogu to Mando, but didn't. Fight, fight, fight. Mando wins. Gets a Black Dark Saber. Gets Grogu. Go to the to the bridge of the ship. While everybody else is, conversate, conversate. Some confusion about the black saber. I didn't quite understand. Mm. So Bo Katan, I think the black dark saber can only be obtained, uh, if if there's a fight for it. So two people have to fight, and whoever wins that fight gets the black saber. Whoever has the black saber can lead the Mandalorians. Right. Because Mando has it. Apparently, he's a de facto leader of the Mandalorians. He's willing to give it back, or to lose a fight, or a forfeit, but for some reason, it doesn't work that way. I'm like, why doesn't it work that way? Like, mm-hmm. it didn't. I didn't, didn't really sell me. I didn't really get that. It seemed kind of. Uh, well, I think there's like there's a line Gideon that um, Moff,
0: there's a line that Moff Gideon says where he says like it's about um um it's about the lore. So it's not necessarily about the sword. It's about like, acqu- like saying that this sword was won in in battle. Like it's not something that was like just hand it over so th- i think they're just highlighting that like it, it may not be cool or consistent but that's what that I that's you know, like so I the princess wanted true. um i think bo katan wanted the story attached with it she wanted the the battle of the glory attached with gaining back the sword to prove that she would be the the next leader of the the mandalorians all right
1: I yeah i can wrap my head around that i think that's something that should have been saved for the third season. Mm. well Uh, and that can be unpacked throughout the third season i think squeezing it in there it doesn't it doesn't help kind of takes up space and time so if anything if that's something they're going to pursue for the third season because the third season's coming in 2022 they can put it there and i would watch it and be fine but here it's like i don't really physically care yeah yeah it didn't didn't add anything right i I think it did
0: add a little bit it added some Con- like it's, it, I think it added some conflict
1: for the next season, the for conflict sure. I get it, but it, it didn't didn't feel right. It didn't feel like fit in. The conflict, this thing, just be there. Because we moved right. on. It came, and then we went. Like, okay. True. And we didn't, we didn't remember it offered again. Because everything that happens after that was significantly more relevant, more entertaining, and more important than that little spiel between the both of them. All we yeah. see is that Mandalorian isn't interested in leading anybody. He isn't interested. He just wants to finish his mission. Right. You know, he's a man on a mission. He wants to finish his mission. He try and get Grogu to, to well, actually save Grogu and then eventually get him to uh, a Jedi that will look after him. Right. So I, I
0: think actually one interesting thing about that now with, say, like Mando having the sword um, and technically being like the heir apparent for the, like leading the Mandalorians in general 'Cause he's like still like a purist as much as he can be in terms of the Mandalorian race. I, I just found it interesting that he has the full armor, he has like the the proper armor that like is cherished by the Mandalorians, he has the sword that, you know, would prove he's a ruler. It's like, oh, Mando would be a good king for the Mandalorians. He'd be a good like a uh, ruler for them. Because he fits he fits the part better than katan Bo-Katan just like has aspiration and her sister mm-hmm. was a ruler. But yeah. Mando is actually like, oh, he's kind of like the, uh, like the the purist. Like he wants to, like the he's a conservative of the Mandalorians. You, I don't,
1: I don't see him as a good leader. At least not right now. I think he'd be a good leader. I think I'd uh, have to see him. I I would have to. I don't know. I'd have to see more of him in in group settings to do that. <laughs> That's uh, funny. I do. I do think that. Um, you know, we see here, and I mentioned it in one of our previous episodes that we see. How Mandalorian learns that he can't only accomplish these goals on him alone. He needs assistance. Um, Sometimes people he hunted and sometimes, um, you know, and of course his friends that he has, he has acquired over the time period. And I think maybe in retrospect, he may consider the fact that being with Grogu for so long has opened him up to himself, but also... Giving him an opportunity to establish friendships that he wouldn't have had if he had just left Grogu at season one, episode one, and went about his business. Right. This has allowed him to reconnect with other Mandalorians, different types of Mandalorians, either by creed, or by race, or by what have you, founding father, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, meeting Cara Dune and and you know saving cities. He's he's one of those guys that he's gone, that's doing his own thing. But in he's doing his own thing. He's saved cities, saved towns. He's become a hero and a legend. He's creating his own legacy, his own legend as he just focuses on his singular mission. He's not trying to be famous. He ain't trying to be revolutionary. He's just on his mission, trying to to fulfill his one mission. And along the way, his name's getting out there. His reputation's getting out there. Um, He's acquiring friends that he probably didn't even know that he had at this point. And so, and we do see him loosening up on his creed a bit here and there. So I find that to be interesting when we go into season three
0: yeah because i wasn't sure if they're gonna after the conclusion of this episode like i wasn't sure if they would be doing a season three even though there's a there'd be interesting things for them to to delve into and yeah. and i would i would, i like the the storytelling challenge they would have to take on to tell a season three because i think there would have to be a shift in focus which i would okay. appreciate actually
1: yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. Same here. And plus, it's bank. Yes. Like It's, it's, it's a bank. <laughs> you don't give up on bank. You don't know, make it's money off of this. It's true. So it's true. It's true. It's true. These are the only reason I have Disney Plus. Eh? Disney Plus doesn't really have anything on there for me to watch. Yeah. True. <laughs> well, I have been...
0: Hmm? been just watching the final season of Clone Wars and watching a little bit of Rebels. You know, I
1: can that's... watch that at other places. I actually, the only thing I watched recently, I rewatched part of uh, Snow White and part of uh, Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Yeah, at the ending of Sleeping Beauty, I wanted to see that big dragon. It was it was yeah. very cool. Anyways, yeah. but um, so the big battle happened. Sorry. A beautifully
0: designed movie, Sleeping
1: Beauty is, is, is like one of the is. best best design movies. Yeah. And my sister yeah. and I were comparing Snow White and uh, and Sleeping Beauty, and we just noticed noted the, the the time difference, like the year between. Like oh yeah. 20, 30, 20, 30 years, so the leap yeah. in animation is, is incredible. Yeah, so yeah. the problem happens on the ship. The black. No, the Dark, what's called? Dark, dark troopers. troopers. Yeah, Dark, dark troopers. troopers. Return to the ship.
0: Yeah, that, I thought that was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that was very cool. And yeah. now they're in a do or die. And this, this, is a, this is a perfect setup. This is a perfect setup. Yeah. Can we see how powerful they are? Yeah. They come back to the ship and they're all coming to the, towards the bridge. And on the bridge, we have Gideon, we have Shan, we have uh, Bo-Katan, we have Koska, we have Dune. Uh, Fett's not there. And I don't know where the doctor is. I think the doctor is on Fetch's ship or something. Yeah, but doctor
0: on Fetch ship. We have Grogu there. Mando has gotten uh, Grogu back from Moff Gideon at that point. So right. we
1: have all the characters there on the bridge. And the dark troopers are making the way. And the doors are shut. And they're like, okay, this is it. We're all going to be dead. And they're all there. The gun's pointing. We need to go. And then a single X-Wing shows up. Yep. And uh, uh, boards the ship. And a figure, a hooded figure with a mm. with a black glove hand mm. shows up and starts chopping people down mm. like crazy. Yeah. And it was very good. It was a Jedi, obviously. It's it's
0: I, I, I like to call it is uh, uh what was gonna happen was Jedi ex machina, you know.
1: It was it was the Jedi ex
0: machina moment.
1: But but it worked. Like it, it <laughs> was, but it worked. it worked. It worked. It worked for me. It, it did worked. work. It was amazing. And then people are like who is it? Who is it? Who is it? Who is it? But we think about it. Who could it be? Yeah. Like it could be anybody else except Luke Skywalker. Like yeah. it's not. It's not. It's not. Um. Obi Wan. Like I said, he's lazy. No, um, I,
0: I, I, I can't say. It. I'm not gonna say Obi Wan's lazy. Obi lazy. I, can't. I love yeah, him though. I
1: love this. I love Obi Wan too, but he's lazy. Uh, if it was, if it was Mace Windu, that would have been dope. Yeah. I think that would have been more, um, uh, more popular than if Luke came back. If people right. saw Mace Windu. If Sam Jackson showed up. <laughs> <laughs> chopping people down with this purple lightsaber actually that would have yeah. been cool if all you see would be on the monitors of this jedi in black and white though can't be in color right. in black and white chopping down these robots and then the one then you see him all hooded and the door open and his lightsaber comes out and it's purple people would have lost their minds yeah, That's true. What, people have lost their minds. But no, Luke Skywalker comes in, chops up all the dark uh troopers, uh, makes it to the bridge. And here is where you have the kind of more emotional, um dramatic moment between Grogu and Mando, as Mando has to make a decision and give permission actually for Grogu to go with, with, with Luke to be trained. Mm-hmm. Which means, actually, uh, there's implications to that, but go ahead first.
0: Because um, first, first thing I didn't like about it, like, it's cool that I found it a, a yeah. little anticlimactic. I found it looked like, that Luke showed up. Yeah. Um. Really? Yeah, I did. I, I, I don't know if I would have wanted Luke to show up. And two, they did the CGI thing with Luke.
1: Yeah, his face was horrible.
0: Yeah, I can't, I can't, I don't like that they're doing this. Remember, like, the case of Benjamin Button? Remember that when he was like, uh, yeah. he's like, he's de aging. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. they did a better job. I don't know. Maybe I have to see it again. But I felt I was more convinced because they tried to hide him in shadow. This that, and the other. People are getting brazen now. They're trying to keep these like CGI face figures in full light. You know, in natural light. Trying to. It's it, not it's, working. It, it's not if he, working. If he didn't
1: talk, if Lu- if he didn't talk, it would have worked. Yeah. But as soon as you start talking, it's like a man who's wearing a mask. Yeah, they, the, the masks aren't moving, but you're hearing voice coming out. It was it was very awkward. Yeah, I, only- I I
0: think Yeah, yeah. I, I wish they you know, I this may be sacrilege to some people. I wish they just recast him. I wish yeah. they just recast, I just wish Luke. they recast Luke.
1: The like, by just, the use the used, he looked kinda like Luke. It would have worked. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it, if people asked or not, but
0: I think it would have been just better. And if you want to add longevity to you know, if you want to keep using Luke, then I would I would just do I just do that instead of trying to do the CGI stuff. I d I can't stand it. It didn't work with Leia. It, it didn't it didn't work with Luke.
1: Oh Leia, it, Leia was yeah. And even um oh the other guy that Moff.
0: Yeah, whatever. A Tarkin.
1: North Tarkin. It almost it almost worked with them. It
0: almost did. But then they he got him
1: in the shadow and he saw him in reflections. But then he was like just talking to you face to face. I'm like ugh
0: yeah, they're just too brazen with the CGI face. Um yeah, I was wondering like if they could have even done it with like another with another Jedi. I don't know. Like just just I don't know, something different. I know mm. it has
1: They could have used uh, uh Mace Windu. Yeah. <laughs> Mace <laughs> yes. would be my pick. Or just stick with the actor 'cause I was looking at pictures of the uh, of the actual actor and right. I mean he passes. He has uh, acting experience. He's British, so he's probably good. He's born in 91, so he's young. So you're looking mm-hmm. for longevity. You have it. Um, and they, uh, from what I understand, they mapped, uh, they used his face and mapped Luke's face or Mark Hamill's face on it and de-aged it and what have you. So I would, you're right. I would have preferred just a recast. Uh, maybe the Instead will, moving forward.
0: Instead of a face that uh, chopped and screwed.
1: Yeah, They're Just yeah.
0: Rem- remixing faces. I just yeah. can't.
1: The, the guy is 29 <laughs> years old, right? The guy Max Lloyd-Jones, who played Luke in Mandalorian here. Right. Just use him for the next five years and call it a day.
0: Right, right, right. So now the question is, what are the implications now that they have Luke at the end of, like, Luke show up? What's What are the implications to, well, to this?
1: Here's one thing that came to mind. Grogu, is he at the same school with Kylo Ren?
0: that's what I thought first thing
1: you know so so are they in a way building up like I think I don't know if would they have like a, like a Luke series or something or story that deals with the school of of Skywalker mm. you know, could, could there possibly be an episode four movie in which grogu pops up and I don't know does something I don't know I think I think
0: I, I'm thinking be... there's gonna be a teenage grogu kicking around I think there's gonna be an ahsoka. Grogu, you know, who, like say like the the exiles of of Skywalker or something like that.
1: Okay, yeah, well, the, yeah, the diaspora. The diaspora yeah, of, of of Skywalker. Skywalker school, of Skywalker's school. Yeah. Right. I mean yeah. that that kind of reframes that could reframe the the episode, uh, what is it? 7 8 and 9 of the movies. You could reframe it. You mm. could you could what if Rey or what if the, the diaspora uh, of the Skywalker School seeks out Rey. Mm. Right? Either either to train her or to exterminate her or to, I don't know, do something. You know? Right. So I think I think there's opportunities there. I'm just I'm, Right now, it's a, the door is so small, we don't know what it could do. All we know is, or all we can guess is that may, maybe Grogu met Kylo Ren before he became Kylo Ren. Yeah, maybe true. Grogu knows who um uh oh my gosh leia is and knows so- solo solo right solo? solo solo he knows the droids maybe he knows all those guys met all of them so where is where's is grogu now after episode nine where's grogu now yeah where that's that's now?
0: the operative the operative question so i think maybe he's like and it's like kind of like at ahsoka or even in like the expanded eu where they have like after order 66 you know, and the Jedi's are spread out, like they're few and far between. So he could be like say like a Jedi in the outer rim, you know, or something like that, or a bounty hunter Jedi. You know, that'd be that'd, cool. be, that'd be pretty cool. Well, Has we some had that, armor. In, uh,
1: we've had that though. Really? Um uh Voss Centris I think her name is. Oh. From uh remember the book we read we had, the audiobook?
0: Oh, you mean Assage Ventress? Is it yeah. Yeah, well, she she, she was um she was, uh, Sith. She's, yeah, a, she's a Sith.
1: A, a Force-yielding Jedi, though. A uh, yes, force yes. bounty.
0: Yeah. Even though she's really, really cool. I just want to see Groku with, like, a Mandalorian helmet with, like, ears sticking out the sides of it. I think that would be, be kind of cool. That would be awesome. <laughs> Make fan art based on that. Let's see if it takes the world by, by storm.
1: <laughs> I, guess, I guess the next question I would have is that if the third season will take place right after this, I guess it would, versus a few years down the line, where mm-hmm. we're older, older, older. But I, I presume that it would take place shortly after this because you have to wrap up the Mandalorian line, uh storyline, unless it's in right. a different series. So, for instance, Bubble Fett is coming out this year, twenty twenty one. The Boba Fett, oh Con- yes, right, December.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the book of
1: book, book of, of Fett, Bubba. book of Fett. Um, yeah which I'm looking forward to. That should be interesting. Uh, the Bad Batch, I'm not sure when it's coming out, but that's not even Mon, That's like takes place during the Clone Wars era. Right. Um And Ahsoka also. So I wonder if the Mandalorian storyline of um, Bo-Katan would be wrapped up or dealt with in any one of those series. So when season three comes out, it can take place, you know, five years later or what have you. But it wouldn't be really matter because Grogu is like, what, 100 years old and he's a baby. So... That's <laughs> true.
0: Wait, hold on. He's 100 years old?
1: I think so. I'm not sure, but I know he's like... I think he's pretty old. The, the coyote was like almost 900 years old, or 800 years old. Yeah. Before he died, so... And he, was,
0: and he was just only... He only looked like he was 35.
1: Exactly. So but... Grogu probably like 100, <laughs> looking like he's 2. Um, oh, uh, but but one other thing real quick is that um we were talking about before how uh without face, without... uh Well, two things, actually. One, the moment in where... Uh, Mandalorian reveals his face to Grogu because I, I think at that point Grogu never seen his face.
0: Yes, that's true.
1: Right. So the emotional impact there is the fact that Grogu see Mandalorian's face for the first time, um, and therefore be able to discern, you know, Mandalorian this Mando from the rest of Mandalorians, um, yeah. and have a more kind of intimate connection with them now that he's seen his face for the very first time, and also bears witness that there are some things that. It finalizes the understanding that there's some things that a creed may be broken for, right? Mm. Or a belief yeah. may be bent for. Uh, yeah. Two, at uh, the final scene with Mandel, at least, uh, is when he's in the ship and he's he, he's pressing buttons and doing whatever thing. Was it this season? Or maybe it was a different episode. But in Not one episode, where he didn't have Grogu. He's sitting in the ship and he's pressing all these buttons and he's about to pull down the lever and. And, he, and that's when everything slows down for him and he realizes Grogu's not with him.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a different episode. Yeah, I think that's At
1: but no, that thing, cult, Oh my god. You know, the I'm there up. is a scene in, like similar to that in which he's going away and he realizes that Grogu's no longer there. And so it, that, it's that's, it, that's the
0: first that's the first season, bro.
1: It's the first season, but something happened in this se- episode too. Anyway, long and short, is that he's able to convey without words, without face um how he feels whether he's all about business where he's remembering something whether he's missing something whether mm-hmm. he, uh, he he yearns for something this through his body language through the armor his body language conveys a lot and i think that um it's a good you know, good sign of an actor um, yeah. and also reminiscent of wrestling in wrestling, they have to sell. <laughs> you, have to, you have to sell the move. You have to sell that you're tired, that you're confused, that whatever yes, the may right. so, When I see certain stunt things, I always think of wrestling because wrestling is like live action stunt every week. Like right. Yeah, you have to sell these moves and tell a story through the action that you're doing. So I thought that was good. I think um, Pascal is a very good actor. I think this is kind of outlining his ability to act well, similar to Bill Burr. I think the episodes that he was in, or the last episode he was in outline his ability to be kind of go far in terms of emotional range um uh, i'm I'm glad that the grogu story arc is kind of over to be honest with you
0: yeah Um, i'm I'm glad as well too i think it'll lend itself to longevity for the series like if they can make that transition to show that man two seasons of a show is just a chapter within the mandalorian series i think you'll have a good have a good run you'll have at least like you know another two seasons in it for sure, like if if that's the way that they want to address the uh, stories,
1: I'll give it five seasons before I start talking about it, counseling at least. Independent of what they do mm-hmm. as well, because apparently, like it, with uh, with all this different stuff happening in other spinoffs, mm-hmm. it takes uh, the potential stories to be told in Mandalorian are kind of taken away. So, Ahsoka stories told somewhere else, yeah, um, true. Fest stories told somewhere else. Perhaps the next story, I have no clue, mind you. But the next story yeah. could be about the Mandalorian rebirth. Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be two chapters.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a political, more political thriller in a sense. Like, well, it'll still be Mandalorian, like a Western, but it'll be a, lot, a little bit more. Um,
1: maybe not. Maybe they switch it up from being a Western to a political thriller, like you said.
0: Yeah, because cause the thing is, like, the last two scenes, right? You see the scenes where Mando, you see um, the scene of Mando in his world, Mando with his mask off. You see Bo Katan, Cara Dune. You see, um, who else do you see in there with him? Like, you see this room with with uh, Mando there and then these people behind him, right, where it kind of looked like kind of like a West Wing type of like, you know, like in a, like a situation room where it just looks like, OK, well, this looks like the king and this is, looks like the advisor. So it kind of look like that. And then on the other side, um, before uh, Grogu left with Luke, you see Luke in his hand. You see um, C3P. Wait, what am I doing? R2D2?
1: Yeah, R two D two.
0: Yeah, you see R two D two there in the elevator tube, and just those um, tableaux that you see. So the one with Amanda with his mask off, and the cast of characters behind him. It shows like, oh, this is one story that's going to happen, and then um, it looked like Grogu was being brought into you know another in- into another story or into the lore of. Um, you know, the the movie franchise or, or what have you. So yeah. it's just interesting, those two things, because I, I would want to see, like, um like say, like, a Mandalorian, sl- like, you know, slash political thriller, kind of like, not Game of Thrones, but like, kind of like a fantasy, like, chase for the throne type of what, thing with Mandalorian. Yeah, that'd Chronicles be, I think, yeah, Chronicles of Narnia, I think that'd be kind of cool, Um, a cool thing to see mm-hmm
1: yeah that's, that's, cool. it. that's all i had to say about that episode actually it's um i'm sure there's more to be said about it but i think most of what we need to be said need to be, uh, has been said we, we we're questioning where things go from here a lot of yeah. characters have been introduced in this season next season is going to be like a year away um oh
0: i never knew that they they were going to do a mandalorian season
1: three yeah yeah season three is uh announced 20 2022 uh but okay. until then we have fat and I'm not sure when Ahsoka's coming out. I feel yeah. like Ahsoka's coming out this year. But yeah, but we'll see what happens with so, Fed.
0: Would you would you watch the, like those shows? Like I, I don't know if I'd um, I'm still invested in The Mandalorian, but like I still feel that all these other series are still gonna have to prove themselves to me. Like the Book of Fett looked actually like super dope. Look <laughs> like the the post credit sequence. Yeah. I was like, oh shoot, this is gonna be like it feels like the book of Fett should be like the new Mandalorian in a sense, right? Like where it's a lot of desert, a lot of sand, you know, like it could I be mean, more Western. It, it makes it feel that way for me, I at least.
1: Perhaps what it is is that, um, maybe and this is us all, you know, speculating. Think, yeah, is that because um, Mandalorian may be going in a different direction in terms of tone, less of a Western, more of something else. Fett occupies that spot. Right. But Makes it does sense. also look like, and again, I just I, I have no idea what they would do with Fett, uh, but it looks like something along the lines of Return of the King type of situation. Right. You know, because you, you see how it looks. He's on the, on the, um, on the hobbles, not the spot. uh, he's taking over some kind of criminal underground. He's taking his right. spot. Um, he has Fennec beside, her, beside him and he just sits there and closes out like that. And like, okay, this man is—he's he's, going to regain something. He's a bounty hunter for many years, a nomad for even more years after that. There's no—that's much respect for him because he's a clone, mm-hmm. and so maybe this is his opportunity to kind of reclaim the throne, establish his name, um, and and um, begin his own underworld empire. Maybe, yeah. But there's no reason for us to believe he's a good guy. He helped out That's Mando, true. but that right. doesn't mean anything.
0: Yeah. Mm.
1: So yeah, I, I don't I don't know where it's going to go, and go. I I haven't read much up on it to be honest with you, but right. I think it'll be interesting, and I'm willing to watch it until it loses me. So yeah, um, true, yeah, true,
0: but it's a good franchise that's been introduced. Like I think overall, like I've been enjoying the Mandalorian quite a bit. It is an I think for me it's an appointment show now to to watch to check out after it all shows up on. Disney Plus but um, <laughs> um but yeah but I enjoyed the series overall there's the storytelling and um I think just overall with the series I think they showed a lot of restraint um with what they could have could have done to make it a lot more hokier and cheesier and stuff like oh, that.
1: Yeah. It's not cheesy yeah. at all. It's, it's 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 what people wanted and I think I'm reading articles in yeah. which people are saying this has united the Star Wars fan base after the last two movies it's like sure yeah sure why not it, it's it's cool I mean it's smart moves you get Grogu who looks like a, a one of who looks like Yoda yeah it's cute people like cute things looks like Yoda reminds us of Star Wars so it's it's strategy there as a versus a some different type of alien that they used um, Mandalorian uh, has been a cool character but they didn't use Boba Fett which I think is a good idea as well introduced a new Mandalorian and added new things to the Mandalorian lore um yes. so it gives them a world to explore and things to build on they got rid of grogu now which is great gave us luke skywalker for a minute people think now okay there's an opportunity for more luke skywalker movies is maybe they can bring back luke skywalker in some capacity here and there you know we'll see i
0: don't think they can now because they did the cg thing i'm like oh guys come on
1: just, you need to get, just, get off we that just recast cg use the guy as is and call a day yeah people people will get over at some point hope well maybe <laughs> you, know, you know, maybe maybe they might get over it someday. But it, I don't. For me, I'm okay with them recasting a Luke Skywalker. I'm okay with that. That's tell me yeah, a good um, story with Luke Skywalker. In fact, what I actually want, I want them to bring back Finn. Hmm. Bring Finn. Uh, I want a Finn miniseries uh, with him dealing with like PTSD of no longer being a stormtrooper and being yeah. brainwashed. And all the stuff he had to do. I read an article about that. I like how there was so much potential around Finn and they threw it all away. And I guess like, true. This man yeah. well, suffered well, from PTSD. Well, well,
0: it's funny that like when us watching like the stuff with like Mayfeld, you know, we could see that, man, there was a lot of potential with Finn. Cause that, his storyline could have been transposed onto Finn.
1: Very exactly. Easily. exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting to see how things are going. There's a lot of articles and rumors about what, um, John Favreau is doing versus what Kathy Kennedy, the producer of uh, Lucas Films, is doing, and how they yeah. have two different kind of um uh also agendas, but missions and and things. And it, it, there's a few different things here on the board. I've been reading and listening to. It's like, okay, I'm kind of interested in what John Favreau does because the last few years, John Favreau has been killing it. Yep, like he's been doing a pretty good job. I think the only thing I didn't really love was um, what did he do, Jungle Book?
0: Yeah, Jungle Book. Yeah. It, it was
1: actually that was okay. I didn't. I wasn't crazy about it but it was it was okay but he's been a good storyteller since what iron man one iron man two wasn't great but yeah. he was rushed on that one but iron man one was i to me a great hero a great origin story yeah no, it sure. it back. so john for i trust him plus dave filoni who has been working on the animated series and all yeah. the directors yeah. that they have and the storytellers like they're still they're telling stories Yep, not pushing agendas Not trying to be particularly political. They're just telling stories. Like certain things will pop up in there regardless, but it's not on the forefront of what they're trying to do. They're trying to tell stories first. And whatever type of agenda or politics or philosophy or theories or whatever they have in it is weave through the story. But the story and characterization is first and foremost, which I think most people can appreciate.
0: Yep, definitely. And I think that's fine. Like if a director has a certain point of view, it comes out with them telling the story. But the first main objective is to tell the story of the character that they're dealing with. That's you one know? thing
1: Carl Weathers said, because before he signed on, he's kind of semi retired from acting and they wind him in the series. And he said, well, let me read the script for us because um, people's you know politics or agendas are in scripts. Mm-hmm. I think, oh, snap. I'm glad oh, he wow. said that. Yeah. He was very wow. conscious of that. And so when you read it, he enjoyed it and said, okay, cool. Cause I mean, like even the original Star Wars, I think is, is, uh, speaks against Nazis and, uh, uh will, uh, Nazism.
0: But who, who doesn't?
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's a, the that's a kind of a low hanging fruit in terms of, you, know, you, you,
1: you're, you're right. You're right. But the way it was done, it was like, yeah, you see those obvious imageries, but at the same time, you know, it was, it, it's for kids. It's, it's for fun. You, you learn a lesson in a fun way, even with, I don't know if you remember the series, um, V. Mini back in the 80s, yeah. I remember V, yeah. Okay, same thing, it deals with Nazism too the way it dealt the way it moved, the invasion, all these different things. And actually, V is a very good series, I love that series. But, um, but yeah, long story, long short of it is simply that you know, tell great stories. I'm with you, whether I agree with your politics or not, just tell me a good story and uh, interesting characters, keep things moving at a steady pace. And uh, I, I think it's yeah, I think Mandalorian has. Has given us an example of good storytelling, a lot of standalone stories in Mandalorian. Um, yeah, I'm glad they took this chance, and I'm 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 appreciative of what they've accomplished here, especially yeah. in light of the 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 anger-inducing um, Star Wars trilogy.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Well, I think that's it for us today. Let us know what you think or thought about the Mandalorian in general, about the series, and how they finished it off. You can uh, reach us on Twitter at at after underscore watch, or you can email us at theafterwatch at pm.me, or newly, you can reach us on Instagram at, at theafterwatch to see some images we post when our episodes are going up, and you can respond and let us know what you think about our episodes. You can hear us on all your podcast purveyors, your PodBeans, your Google Plays, your, your anchors, you know, shout to anchor, your, your um, I don't know, what else? There's There's uh, Stitchers. You know, all everywhere. Yeah, just Google us. There is another Afterwatch out there that does anime reviews. And I don't know. um, But just keep looking. You'll find us. This song with uh, two black guys. Um, (laughs) And uh, as always, remember Afterwatch rocks the world. Autobots transform and roll out. (laughs) mm <laughs>